All right, hey y'all, how are you doing today? <clears throat> Welcome back, final episode of Random Shit. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's been more fun than I thought. Making these scripts were oh, could be a pain, but you know, we'll see. Maybe I'll pick this up as a side hobby. I don't know. I really enjoyed doing this, but. Alright, let's start. Morning, afternoon, evening. What are we talking about today on random shit? Mm, Iceland. The country. The island. Why Iceland, you ask? Well, it's not because I want to struggle trying to name any place that I may talk about. But rather because it is my single favorite place on planet Earth. I say that as if I've left planet Earth, but, you know, you get what I mean. I think it's the best place in the world. So in this, we'll talk about my trip to Iceland later on. But first, I'm going to talk about, like, how this place came to be. Geologically speaking, this place is a fantasy world. It's a hotspot that also happens to reside directly over tectonic plates boundary where they're splitting apart you know what does that mean it's very volcanically active i mean it is an island formed by volcanoes that's kind of sick and it's also being ripped in two very slowly so there's there's a lot going on in this tiny island in the middle of the atlantic i mean from volcanoes to glaciers no wonder why they use this as many filming locations in Game of Thrones. Also, did I mention there's Vikings there? Well, at least they used to be. Yeah, Vikings were the first people to develop Iceland and, you know, turn into the people there today. They brought the horses that are there. They brought all plant life. I mean, there was none. There were no trees on Iceland until the Vikings brought them. You know, they're one of the best parts of isn't really that picked up on. There are no bugs. Summer, winter, nothing. No bugs ever. That's amazing because mosquitoes are the bane. Well, let's get into a bit of the geology. So, the geology of this island is magnificent. Not everyone finds rocks to be beautiful. I am a geology minor. I, I like rocks. But I think if I were to show you pictures of Iceland, you might, you know, start leaning like, okay, I can see what you get back by here. It's, you know, no Lexington limestone around here, but it's infinitely better. If this wasn't a podcast, I would just show clips of Iceland and it would sell everything for you to just pack up and go visit. You know, I mean... It's a volcanic island in the middle of the ocean. Yes! One erupted in 2010. That was pretty bad. You might remember it kind of shutting down airlines for a while because of the smoke and ash coming off of it. But there's a low chance, I think. It's a safe place to visit. It's worth it. It's worth the risk. But now it's time for a quick geology rant. Hopefully no more than five minutes. I can't promise anything. 
Alright, so, as I said before, Iceland is on the boundary of two tectonic plates, the North American plate and the Eurasian plate. What does this mean? Well, it's being ripped in half. Um, these two plates are splitting apart. On our time scale, you're never going to really notice. It's approximately three centimeters a year. It's going to take a while to really rip apart. I mean, in millions of years, it will become two separate islands. They have bridges crossing it. I don't know how they plan on expanding those, but we'll see how it goes. And this causes a volcanically active area. I mean, their oceanic crust, which is splitting apart, and magma comes out at the seam to fill it in. But on, to top it off, Iceland decided to take it a step further and hopped right on top of Mantle Plume, or a hot spot. What's that? Well, basically, it's a giant mass of hot rock and magma below the surface that can and will vent to the surface through eruptions. Um, what does this mean for the island? Well, a conveniently nearly limitless supply of geothermal energy, if harnessed correctly, which is something Iceland is very good at and is mostly powered by. Um, they're very renewable power, which is good, and a lot of that is geothermal. It's taking the heat that is given to us from the planet and using it. And, I mean, just driving around the island, you see little... They're like these little hexagonal balls. A lot of the places that are collecting it, and they also have bigger plants, and you see them everywhere. What does this also mean? Well, volcanoes absolutely everywhere. Some are still active, some are dormant, some are long dead. And most of the big ones are capped in glaciers, yeah, because it's in the north, it's cold. But sadly, these are receding, not because of volcanoes, but you know, more of a problem we need to fix. But now you get kind of the basic idea. It's a volcanic island. That's how it came to be. Millions of years created land that rose above sea level. Now we have this beautiful country, incredibly untouched and left pristine to go explore. So, where do you go visit? Well, first there are probably three to four types of vacations you can take to Iceland. A lot of people will take a layover when they're flying to Europe or England, you know, somewhere in Europe, there's the option of a layover in Iceland, which can be a day to six hours to last. But there are a couple things you could do in that time from the airport. You could run around and see some stuff we'll talk about. Next is a week-plus stay, which I think is the best. Um, because you really, I mean, if you can live there, move there, it'd be my dream because there's so much to see and do if you love hiking and outdoors that's not your thing i guess you know maybe click off this podcast you might be tired of it already but yeah and then you know if you have a bigger budget you can get hotels all around it airbnbs little kind of houses people have up for rent and then the dream trip that i wanted to go and do is get a very nice off-road vehicle so you can go into the highlands 
which is, I mean, you can go out into the middle of the island where people can't really go. I mean, they have laws preventing you. If your vehicle's not capable of going out there and you get stuck and you need someone to help you, you get a hefty fine, potentially jail time. Because they don't really have roads, you need... It's just, it would be a dream. There's places out there that are just, no one gets to go to. Who doesn't want to see that, right? And there's touristy heavy spots. There's spots where you could go walk around for four hours and never see a soul. And you think you're on a planet by yourself. It's the whole package. You can get anything. There's cities, if you don't like hiking. Reykjavik is a beautiful city. That's the only one I can pronounce there are other beautiful cities out there too that I drove through and would be awesome to walk around, but it's got everything. So where do I recommend you visit? It's a difficult question. Personally, I think, I think as I mentioned before, you, you need at least a week. And in that week, you are going to scratch the surface, take a tiny sip of the glass of what Iceland has to offer. But here's what I think the best trip is for anybody. I think it's the easiest. Yeah, it's a bit longer. And we'll get to money and stuff later, but Iceland has this beautiful road. So smooth. It's amazing. I'm from the north, so our roads in winter are terrible potholes. But this road has even worse conditions and it's immaculate. But that's besides the point. Is a ring road around the entirety of the island. Or if you were to drive it nonstop, I think it takes up to 24 hours just to do the loop. But in my case, I spent nine days and there was still stuff we had to skip by to get back in time for our flight out. Not that I wouldn't love to be trapped there, but you know, that would cost a bit more. But what this road takes you is to another world. You will pass waterfalls, glaciers, volcanoes, hot springs. All of these places have marked trails, parking, access to camp, showers at some of them, and are nearly empty, empty, depending on kind of how far you get from Reykjavik and the main big cities. But once you get, like two hours around the ring road it starts to empty out and it is just you and whoever you're with exploring the world and this is the reason to travel here sure there are some tourist heavy areas but you can avoid those if that's not what you're looking for i would say they're still worth the stop if it's your first time like i did um but if time is limited spend it further away from people why go somewhere to look at a waterfall that a thousand other people are at at the same time when you can go get an unabridged picture of just you in front of this massive waterfall that doesn't exist anywhere else on earth, something like it, and no one's there. Just my opinion. I could spend the next hour attempting to pronounce words and names of places around the ring road, but it's not necessary. If you hop on the ring road and start driving, everything is marked out for you in English. It takes you past everything you would want to see. It has the parking for it. It is, it's crazy. You could just 
see a waterfall or waterfall on the side of the road. Get a bit closer to it. Oh, there's parking. Oh, there's a sign. Oh, there's a little trail that takes you right up to the foot of it. Everywhere. It's nuts. And I discovered this kind of while I was planning my trip. I was trying to look at spots the whole way around. And you can find them doing that. And I started doing that, and then I was just like, they are constant. They're everywhere. I mean, we'd be stopping every mile, which in some cases we did. But you don't need to. I stopped planning about halfway around the island because I was like, we don't need this. If it's cool, there'll be a sign for it. If it's cool, but it's not that popular, there'll still be a sign for it. So you're good. So I recommend, if you're going to drive the ring road, don't plan where you're going to stop. Maybe a few big places you want to make sure you hit. But other than that, just go. Drive, read the signs, and stop. And if you don't have nine days and are only in a town for a few or even just a layover, they have what they call the golden circle. Even though it kind of makes it diamonds. But, you know, maybe it's a translation thing. Who knows? So what is this? It is... Three very beautiful natural features close to the major city of Reykjavik. The first being a geyser that naturally shoots off. I don't even know how high. I mean, it was impressive, but every few minutes, ten minutes or so, I don't remember the exact number. But the other being an absolutely massive waterfall. I think it's called Gullfoss. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. That one's one of the easier ones. This thing is huge. It's like two layers. I mean, it is the biggest waterfall I've ever seen in person. And a national park that I'm not going to even try and say. But you can walk through a big fracture near surface down where waterfalls are flowing in all sides. And there's a glacier at the other end. And it's a very cool place. It was worth the stop. Was it more touristy? Yeah. But it's definitely worth the stop if you have extra time or it's all you have time for. Absolutely. This is like the quick cut of Iceland. Best things you can see. And they are, I don't know if they're my top three, but they are worth the look. And there's obviously a few other small attractions, like some smaller hot springs and whatnot, little parks and stuff around, so... It's just a quick dip what Iceland has to offer, but it is really perfect for a short trip layover day or two. But as I was saying, this is tourist heavy because of the reason. It's an easy trip. You can do it on a layover. I don't have a single picture from any of these places that I took that doesn't have a random person in it. The rest of the island I could almost get anywhere picture of just nothing but what I wanted so it's cool we took on my trip the end of the day or the end of the day end of our trip the last day we did the golden circle because that's what we wanted to do we waited for the end to do it kind of see the rest and then see what they call the best but I think the rest was better now how do you go about getting around the island well you really have a few options. If you want the golden circle, then 
they have buses that run the whole thing, take you from each spot, little shuttles, um, or you could rent a car. If you want the long trip and plan on going around the island, you can rent a car, sure, and stay in hotels, Airbnbs. I mean, they're everywhere, and you just got to plan it out a bit more. And it's going to probably cost a bit more in the end. But if you're like me, you rent a van. They have services there that have vans that come with a bed in the back, camping equipment, stoves, whatever. You can add a bit more to cost if you want more or less. Whatever. And you just live in it. Now, if you're rich, rich, and you want to go all out, you can rent. They have vehicles that you're allowed to rent for the highlands and go drive anywhere you want. But I paid for this while in college, so this wasn't. Was this a smart investment? No. Was it worth? Absolutely. So, but now I'm gonna give like a quick rundown of my trip. I think where I went, how much it cost. And, you know, what did I see? What did I do? I might even pull up some pictures to remind me of what I did. But, you know, let's see. Let's grab these on my phone and talk about it as we go. So for my trip, as I mentioned, it was nine days. I went with my oldest sister. Um, it was the summer after my freshman year of college. I think she had graduated by then. Uh, I don't know. I don't keep tabs on them that much. Um, as I say, it was nine days, kind of, kind of time we got in with half a day to start, and we left halfway into a day, so, um, fortunately for us, Wow Airlines still existed, unfortunately for everybody else, it doesn't exist from, from the Americas to Iceland anymore, but that saved us so much money, and, it might be kind of the reason that they stopped doing the flights, but I got lucky. So I believe it was around 300-something for one ticket round trip with a bag in the undercarriage. And it was like two-something without the extra bag. So we ended up splitting that. One of us got the bag underneath because we just shared it. And the others took the cheaper one, worked out, split, cheap flights i mean that is some cheap flights for a nine days round trip i'm sure you could find cheaper somewhere but not to iceland um the other large expense then was renting a vehicle and we got lucky and had free insurance but so what we did i don't remember what the company was called but it was i mean they have pre-built vans ranging from what we got, which I think was the cheapest, to stuff you can take into the highlands. And that was, I don't know the exact cost, but I know the cost of the whole trip. That van was perfect. Had a mattress in the back. We brought sleeping bags. It came with shelves. I think we added a cooking stove and some propane to cook. And that was it. And then the only other stuff we had to pay for was gas, gifts, food, and excursions. A couple extra ones we paid for. Should have paid for some others, but it's, um, but all in all, this nine days, flights, food, vehicles, extra trips, gifts, souvenirs, costs 
each of us around $1,200. That's cheap. It's a lot of money, but that's nothing for a, a nine-day trip. It's insane. And, I mean, what helped was we spent money, we bought groceries and ate. We rarely ate out, and if you did, you ate local. And it was cheap, and it was great. You know, some fresh fish right on the sea. They're just looking, being brought in on the boat. It's crazy. And sure, you can spend more on a nicer van or vehicle or eat at more restaurants. But we were broke, so this is how we did it. The most expensive meal I had was the last day we stopped at a KFC in Reykjavik. And for popcorn chicken, nothing else, no sides, nothing, it was $13. Do not eat anything but local or grocery store food <laughs> unless you're willing to pay an arm and a leg. But I'm getting carried away now. So what we did, as mentioned, probably getting annoyed by me mentioning this by now, but the ring road. We drove the whole island stopping anywhere we thought would be cool or wanted to hike sometimes, camping directly in front of a waterfall. Not as great as you'd think. It's a little loud. We did have to move the car a bit further away because it was loud, but it's a very cool scene, made a cool picture. Camped on cliffs overlooking the ocean, camped under a glacier. I mean, these crazy things all in one, one place. The trip we hiked every day. We would wake up, drive somewhere to the next spot we wanted to, hike, get back in the car, hike again. Oh, volcano on the side of the road? Let's go hike it real quick. I mean, there was probably very few times we didn't stop the car, at least pull over to take pictures. They were drove for more than two hours straight. And I think the one time we did was when we were trying to, there wasn't, there's was kind of a gap of nowhere we wanted particularly to see and we needed to get back, so we drove. But I mean, if we had another day, we could have stopped that whole way. But the, I mean, the best part is just going through these pictures. Our first stop, don't even know how to say it, but it is like six waterfalls all in a line coming over this cliff and you're just driving down the ring road and you just see them one after another they kind of appear in your view and that's the first stop huh and then the next stop is this 20 minutes around around the corner a massive waterfall super high you can hike up to the top it was like 600 steps or something i forget but just these crazy things coming out of nowhere and then you keep going and you're just driving past mountains and then oh let's go hike to a glacier glacier water tastes like nothing else was it safe to drink i think so i don't know might have got some dirt in my mouth but it was, it was worth and you just keep going and then you see a sign for an airplane and you're like huh an airplane. Then you take a two-mile hike straight, and I mean straight. This might be one of the worst hikes I've ever been on because it melts your mind. Nothing seems like it's getting closer. You just think you're in the middle of this super flat desert of black sand, making no progress. But you get to the end, 
And on the beach, right next to the ocean, is a crashed plane from a war way back in the day. And there's like three people out there, or less. And it's just like, huh? What is that doing there? It's it's unbelievable. I'm scrolling through pictures as we talk here just to see what else is going on. And I mean the formations and it's all volcanic and it's cool because it, if you've ever seen basalt pillars, there's a lot of them because it's just the way it cools. Fractures like that, but I could go on forever. I mean, there's whole waterfalls, I think. There's one... I forget what it's called, but they, these pillars are just, it's like a theater wrapping around you and a waterfall coming down the middle. I mean, these are things from science fiction movies, other planets that you're just walking around doing. I mean, there was a point where we were in a town grabbing food, driving out. We walked behind a hospital because there was like mountains. So we're like, oh, let's just go see what's back there. And there's just a waterfall cascading down this cliffside and running right next to a hospital where does that exist it's crazy and then you keep going and you get to this massive glacier that's dumping out into a, like a reservoir that then kind of dumps out again into the ocean and it is just a lagoon of icebergs it the craziest thing i think i've seen it's wild just these massive icebergs but they're in a lake and they just slowly drift out the ocean it i mean this place you you need to go i wish this was a video so i could just click through the photos and just show you what exists but who knows i mean it's unbelievable and the colors it's so dull but then the water and the sky is like so crystal clear blue. It's just, I need to shut up and stop talking about this because you're going to fall asleep or just be mad you don't get to go. But, I mean, I think the funniest part of the trip was we're on the southeast corner. And it's that's where the glacier lagoon is and all the icebergs are. And then we drive maybe an hour north. And we are surrounded by volcanoes and bubbling pits of mud. And it's just right there. And then you look off and there's a glacier coming down next to you. It's just such a cool place. And if you get the chance to go, do not say no. Because I went and I want to go back. But I think that's all I can say on this before I keep repeating myself. So... Thank you for listening. This is my third, probably final podcast I'll be making. It is all for a class at UK, but it's been a pleasure. I think I had fun. Scripts might have been a pain to make, but we survived. So thank you once again for listening. I hope you enjoyed, maybe learned something. If you even made it this far before falling asleep, I'm impressed because I have a very monotone voice that I try to change the tone, but it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I'll see you on the other side. Thank you.